Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. I want to tell you guys a little bit about me, about our story, who we are, for those of you that don't know us super, super well. Um, I feel blessed to be, to kind of know all of you. This is so cool. I feel like it's a big connect group. So I was afraid of preaching. I always say I'm not a preacher, but Pastor Katie tells me, let's speak words of life. So I don't know how to not say that. I'll just say I'm in a big connect group. I'm homeschooling all you. Okay. So um, our story is uh, we have been married, my husband, Adrian, and I for, we just had an anniversary, 27 years last week. And on Saturday, it was 34 years together dating. So it's been a while, and he is and forever will be my favorite miracle. One day you guys will hear his whole story. Um, I got my big baby boy here, Mike Caleb. You guys don't know him. He lives up in Carlsbad. He doesn't come down a lot, but it's, Papi, thank you for coming. I love you. Um, the rest of our kids, we have five kids. Three of them are at camp. My daughter uh, went to serve my oldest 21-year-old. And our other two are in high school, so they're on the bus on their way back. We'll be picking them up tonight after service. And then my little one ran off to junior high because his friends. Who cares if his mom is speaking? Um, so here we are. So we've been married that long, and we've been together. So we know each other since we were 16. So we can be, we have done a lot of things, good and bad, and all in between. Um, we know each other super well. We're super best friends. And even in the hard times, our friendship kept us together. So don't underestimate the power of a boyfriend, a, a friend becoming a boyfriend. Okay. Um, not at 16, though, guys, really. <laughs> really. We didn't know the Lord. So that's my excuse. Um, so we got saved in a small church about 25 years ago when we were 23. We just turned 50 this year, so woohoo! We're loving our walk with God. We've been doing so much and we've been learning so much. How many of you here know that you never arrive? God is eternal and He will always keep leading us, showing us, teaching us, correcting us, stretching us. So don't ever think you're gonna arrive and you know it all because that's a lie. Um, we were saved in a small church. It was beautiful. And I loved, I just shared with Pastor Katie, the song you guys sang in the beginning is my favorite. So I would always tell Caleb, he, he started serving really young in production and all of this. And our church is a church of excellence. And there's always a run sheet and everything has to be, you know, in order and whatever. We didn't even have a sound guy. Um, you guys know George and Lily Valdez? They were our worship people. George would lead worship. Lily was back of vocals. We became friends, best friends ever since. Um, and we would just kind of wing it. Sometimes the preacher didn't even know he was preaching. He would be like, hey, hello, welcome to church. And he just, and he was a word of faith preacher. Uh, he had just graduated from Bible college, so he was on fire. He gave us the word, you guys, the word unadulterated, the word. We got raised in the word. That's the strong foundation in our hearts. 
Um, so we got saved in, in that kind of a church, uh, but we had God encounters all the time. The altar was always open. It was open for any kind of prayer. It was open for needs. It was open for celebration. It was open for testimonies. It was open for deliverance. And so we got to see it all right off the bat. We got to see the gospel preached, and we got to see it with signs and wonders following. So for us, the demonic is not strange. For us, the miracles are not strange. For us, the pure, unadulterated word of God that pierces the hearts, that brings correction and direction is what we're used to. So um, we would always laugh about how things ran so smoothly at Awaken. And I would always tell the kids, if you guys knew where we got saved, it was a warehouse. None of the chairs matched. Um, like I said, we never knew who was going to preach. Sometimes they didn't even know who was going to preach. So somebody would just get pulled up to give a message. And it was always beautiful. And what we always experienced was the presence of God. So the song we sang, it's the power of your presence that changes us. Your glory all around us. That's when we become undone. When you allow the presence of the Father to invade your heart, you will never be the same again. You shouldn't be the same again. Um, so we got connected to the best people. There's some of them are still our best friends till now. A lot of them are living in Mexico, pastoring churches there, Arizona, different places. We got uh, people who were our age who remained friends with us till now. Paquito, you were there, right? Paquito was there when we got saved. Um, is Oscar Barbara here? Oscar Barbara got saved in the same church that I did. And so um, we all kind of did that kind of thing where we would just go to every service, the prayer, the Bible study, the leaders meeting, the worship practice, the everything. We were just in everything. We were so hungry for the word and so hungry for a change. We found what we ne never knew we needed, you guys. In our dating life, in our growing up, coming from broken homes, we never knew we needed what we were looking for. We were looking for it in our relationship. We were looking for it in partying. We were looking for it in getting drunk and getting high and, you know, just all the crazy stuff. And it was never fulfilling. But the moment we met our Savior, I always say, the moment I got saved, I met my Prince of Peace. And that was the peace that I never knew I needed. It was the peace that I didn't know I was looking for. Um, we got surrounded by really strong marriages that came alongside us. We were 23 years old. We got saved, and then we, we were already living together. Um, Adrian had told me he was never going to marry me. He didn't believe in marriage. He came from a divorced family. And he said, I won't marry you, but I'll buy you a house. I was like, good. Let's go. I thought I was going to convince him later. I thought, how would you not going to want to marry me? <laughs> Let, let's move in. Let's move in. We'll see. Well, four months later, I moved out. It got too hard, you guys. It was crazy. If he was crazy before, he got crazier because now he was not, his parents weren't around. Is my suegra here? My mother? Suegra. That's Adrian's mom, you guys. She's like my second mom. She's known me since I was 16. Um, so we uh, moved in together and we, I moved out right away because it just was too much. And then uh, he had certain issues pending, legal issues. <laughs> so he went through his own process. I had to go move in with friends, get two jobs, pay rent, be an adult, and 
do what every person does that I had never done, right? Because he always paid for everything. So I was miserable, but um, I didn't want to go back to him because he was so bad. So anyways, he went and did his thing. I went and did my thing. And then we had an encounter with one of our family members who had a demonic situation happening. And we got to witness that. And so that impacted our life to a a point where we were like, what the heck is that? Like, it was scary. It was real. It was up in our face. Um, Super exemplary boy, like church choir, honor roll student, high school, super sweet. And then he was like, ah, like spitting at his mom and doing all these things. And I had a brother who had been saved 10 years by this time, and he would always tell me he did deliverance. So he would always tell me all these stories, I thought, about scary things. I didn't ever realize and make connections with the devil and God and the power of nothing. I was just like, oh my gosh, why do they vomit? Like what? Like I would just listen to the stories. But when I saw this situation, I saw what my brother would tell me. This boy had a different voice, and his eyes were dark and deep, and he was roaring at everyone, and it was horrible. And so that led us to salvation. We got scared into Jesus, you guys. So um, we met a pastor. My brother came along. They ministered to the family to explain the whole situation. And he got, the, guy, the kid got put in a psych ward, and um, he went through his own process. Never turned to the Lord, unfortunately. But um, we did. We got invited to this little church we're talking about. So that's where we got closely discipled. Everybody embraced us. We had very strong marriages, older couples around us, that right when we got married, so we decided to go back together when this happened. So the Lord scared me back into his arms. And so we still were a mess. We still didn't know what to do. But um, all these families that came around us were teaching us. And so we decided to get married. He went away for a while for his pending issues. And then I got discipled really closely by the friends that we made in this church. And um, I got filled in the Holy Spirit. I got baptized on the pool in one of the family's homes. Um, when Adrian was in prison, he proposed on the phone. Forget the proposals that, like my son took his girl on the boat and like we were all waiting on the dock with champagne and there was photographers out in the ocean filming them like I got it on the phone like hey we can't live like this anymore we got to get married I was like yeah let's do it so he said plan a wedding do whatever you want he's like I don't care when I get home we'll get married so he came home on July 29th 27th and we got married August 3rd so right away And then um, we, like I said, these marriages that were examples to us, who loved the Lord, who were full of the word, brought us to the word. They brought us to the word. What we were doing wrong, they showed us how to make it right. When we didn't know how to speak to each other, they taught us how to speak to each other. When we didn't know how to communicate in a healthy way, we watched them communicate to each other in a healthy way. They modeled it for us, they talked to us about it, and they gave us the word. Um, so ever since then, our home has become a connect group. We're in connect week, right? I love connect groups, you guys. I'm passionate about it. We have the most awesome connect group, Conchita. Raise your hand. Conchita and I have a connect group. It's so fun, you guys. All the women, Adrián says it's from 9 to 5, but whatever. It starts at 9 in the morning. 
and you can stay till Conchita says we have to leave. <laughs> or when Victor comes home from work, we just sneak out. Um, but really, it's, we study the word. We study uh, Christian books that put in us what we need for the season. So um, our home has always kind of been a connect group. I mean, Caleb can tell you guys, all our kids are like, who's coming over now, mom? Who was up sitting on our couch, mom, crying? Like, who was that lady that came knocking on the door? Like, we've brought strangers in. We've brought people we know, people that we know that we know. Um, we've always had, not on purpose, it just kind of happens organically, but for those of you that know us closely, like, we have let people that we don't know into our home. Um, one of the guys that came when we barely got saved is a friend from high school that I went with. I didn't go to high school. I dropped out, but that's another story. Um, when we were in school, he left because he was a single mom. He had a single mom, and he was an only child, and they were very, it was very dysfunctional, and he ran away, and he went across the country. Um, he turned into an addict. He went through the most horrible things. He just backpacked through the United States with an army bag. Then he went into rehab all on his own, got sober, and came home. When he came home, his ex-girlfriend, which was my best friend, brought him over, and we visited, and we, you know, we kind of touched base again. And I'm like, so where are you going to live? Like, what are you going to do? Whatever. And he's got these dreadlocks and big bag. And I used to have a St. Bernard. She was my first baby. And they instantly became best friends. So he's sitting there with my dog and everything. He's like, I don't know what I'm going to, I don't know. I'm just going to go. Like, well, he didn't have anywhere to go. We're like, spend the night. We have an extra room. Like, just stay with us. I can't do that. Whatever. Yeah, you can. Just go through his backpack in the room. Just stay. It doesn't matter. He spent the night and it turned into like nine months. He stayed with us. He got restored. He would, our home was always a Bible study. Our home was always a prayer meeting. Our home was always Somebody sitting on our couch coming to share their heart, and he got to witness all of that. Adrian and him would play chess till the late hours of the night. They would talk about the Lord. He listened. He received. He got saved. He, start, he got a job. He shaved his dreads off. He changed his life. He got his own apartment. I would take him to work and back in Point Loma. He got an apartment. He moved out. He was an amazing artist. He has his own tattoo shop now. And so those are the kind of stories that have happened kind of all throughout our marriage. And um, so when we would think of connect groups and do you have a connect group? Do you have them like I, I live a connect group? <laughs> we live in a connect group. So there's always people coming over, always people with needs, always people with even celebrations coming to share. My family doesn't know the Lord. Adrian's family, they all know the Lord, his immediate family. My immediate family does too, but my cousins and extended family don't. And they always have drama. But guess who they call when it gets heavy? Guess whose house they come and sit at so we can pray, so we can process with them, so we can encourage them. And we're, get, we're here for it. We're good for it. It doesn't matter. I'm not like, well, it's, you made your choice. Like, go and do, you know, whatever. I'll, uh, yeah, of course, come over. Let's talk about it. Let's see. And then what do I do? And I'm like, you know what I'm going to tell you to do? You know what my answer is. You know what I have to offer you. It's only one thing, and his name is Jesus. And so that's who we, who we are and how we operate. Um, there was two people who came to our house one time who 
uh, were family members of a friend I knew from 10 years ago. And she calls. She says, hey, I reconciled with my sister recently. She's going through a really hard time. I told her I had a friend who I always talk to and always makes me feel better. Do you think she can come over? And I was like, yeah, bring her. She's like, well, she's outside your house right now. I'm like, where are you? She's like, I'm home, but I just wanted to give her, you know, her space. So she's coming by herself. Okay. And she's in a black car. And so I tell her that, babe, there's a girl in a black car. She wants to talk. Who is she? I don't know. Go get her. So she comes in. She's like, hi, nice to meet you, you know, whatever. She sits on our couch. We talk. We listen to her. She cries. She tells us a story. Marriage is a mess. Kids are a mess. You know, a bunch of stuff is happening. They, part, they dabbled in darkness for a while. All of this is coming back to haunt them. We just offered them what the only thing that we had. We said, hey, we don't have a solution for your problems. We don't have anything to switch it around real quick. What we do have is what changed our life, and his name is Jesus. And yes, I want Jesus. So we pray. She gets saved. She's like, my husband is going to love you guys. We're like, bring him tomorrow. Let's get together for dinner. She's like, no, I want him to come by himself like I did. So I'll send him over tomorrow. Okay. So the next day, here he comes. Hey, nice to meet you. (laughs) Again, we sit with him. We listen. We hear his heart. He pours it out. We give him the same thing. The same thing we gave your wife and the same thing that has worked for us. His name is Jesus. That's all we have to offer you. We can't solve your problems, but we can help you bring him and invite him in. Would you want that? Of course he did. They changed their life. They accepted the Lord. They brought their kids in. They went through their own process. They're still in their own process now, but that is the kind of life that we have lived. And not because they told us to, but because that's the way that God, the Lord made us. That's what he called us to do, is to heal the brokenhearted, to heal those who are crushed in spirit, to set the captives free. The captivity in our mind, you guys, we can be living in lies over and over and over again and not even know it because that's all we know. But the word of God can pierce through all of that. So we got restored in our church really quick. We got filled in the Holy Spirit. How many know that with the Holy Spirit, you can't do it? He's everything. He is the one that's going to set us free. He's the one that's going to give us the anointing to accomplish a purpose. Whatever you're called to do on earth, the Holy Spirit is the anointing that is for a purpose. Okay? So at the end of the night, we're going to have the altar open for those who, especially for it being Connect Week, for those who are Connect leaders that don't have their gift of tongues. We're going to pray for you, and you're going to get it tonight. Okay? If you have some hang-ups, if you have some things swirling around your head about it, we can untangle that for you. Okay? So the title of my message today is, did I get it up there? Do you guys have it? The word is the blueprint. So the word blueprint is the word I got for the year, you guys. And it's been showing up everywhere. Does anybody do that? Do you pray for a word for the year? If you don't, please do. It's a thing. Like the Holy Spirit will show you what your word is, and it'll show up everywhere throughout the year. The word blueprint has been showing up all over everything I read. I even bought a book, a devotional called The Blueprint. I've been reading it all year. It's really amazing. Um, So that's really what it is. The blueprint for me is the word of God. 
Our pastors shared last week, that last Sunday, about Connect, and it was so beautiful. And when they read their scripture, I was like, they took my scripture. <laughs> they didn't take it. It's for all of us. So our first scripture we're going to read is Acts 2.42. Like Pastor Jurgen says, if you don't have a Bible, go sit next to a Christian and read along with him. Um, so Acts 2.42 says, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Everybody say teaching. And to fellowship. Everybody say fellowship. And to sharing meals. Everybody say meals. Including the Lord's Supper. And to prayer. Everybody say prayer. So um, it's pretty simple. We teach, we hang out, we eat, and we pray. That's it. That's the blueprint, you guys, for connect groups. That's really it. We teach and learn together. Okay? We've been to a couple of connect groups. We started with the Heinrichs back in forever ago, like 14 years ago. We've been at Awaken about 15, 16 years. We started with the Heinrichs, whoops, uh, back in Balboa. And then we moved to the Kalaluis. I think Ruby shared about it last, last time too. We were in that connect group for a while. We're still great friends with them. Um, and then Eastlake Open, Eastlake Campus Open, and there was a couple of connect groups happening here, so we went to a few of those. And then uh, Kelly and I, where's Kelly? Hey, darling. Kelly and I wanted a Bible study, and we just wanted to go old school, not because we're old. Okay? We're bold. Um, we wanted a Bible study, so we started getting together and just hanging out, doing, you know, Bible, like every Christian should. And so we were reading the Bible, and we're, you know, learning together. And then it got picked up by Awaken, and it turned into a women's Bible study. So we, we've been doing that ever since. Um, I love that what we used to do. Remember when we used to sit in the coffee shop and just, like, get in the Word? We would get all these bombs just thrown at us by the Holy Spirit. Like, wow, I didn't know that. Kelly, did you read that? And, oh, my goodness. And then we'd come and be on fire with the ladies to just share and, you know, like, Feast on the word, literally. Um, so every hangout, all our eating, all our prayer, it should always point us back to the word of God. It should always point us back to Jesus. Um, what did the apostles teach? Jesus. He taught the gospel. That's what we're supposed to be doing. For those of you that think that you can't teach, oh, I don't know. Like every time Pastor Mike preaches, I'm like, He's just, he's like a teacher. Like he just dissects it and he goes deep and he's, I love that. I call it nerdy preaching very respectfully. <laughs> very respectfully. I love it. You're one of my favorites. And so I love that. But sometimes we think, I can't teach like that. Like I can't, I can't do that. I can't go into the Greek and the Hebrew and like all of that. Well, it's not up to us. Guess what? Because the Bible says that the word of God is alive and active. So it's not up to us. Like Kelly and I didn't have it all together. We didn't know. So can we go to the scripture? The first scripture first about, did you guys put Acts up there? Okay, Hebrews is the second scripture. And it says, the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. Every time I read the double-edged sword, I hear his word in my mouth. Those are the double-sided. His word in my mouth when I bring it forth. It penetrates and divides the soul and the spirit, the joints and the marrow. It goes into the deepest parts, you guys, and it judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. So it's not up to us to what people are going to do or say or think about our teaching or about what we're saying. The word of God takes care of it for us. 
You guys have to have faith in the word of God. You guys have to have faith that when you present the word in a group, when you bring a scripture to a conversation, it's going to accomplish that which it was sent out to do. That's what it was made to do. Jesus is the word. Okay, so we were always pointed back to him. This is the way we operate. We always want to say, what does the word say about this? You can get in the habit of doing the same thing. Someone comes with an issue, let's go find out what the word says about this. Okay? When we listen to someone, a conflict, a situation, we point them back to him always. We can definitely share from our experience. We've experienced many things. Our age has obvious that we've gone through a lot. Good and bad and everything in between. No shame in that. I'm good for it. You know what? I don't care. Like, I'll share. I'll share it all. But we need to remember to share his word all the time. Okay? So this is what I love about our church. We have this whole thing going. You guys are all, have you been to DNA? Who's done DNA here? Yes, DNA. If you haven't, you have to join. You get lunch and everything. It's super fun and it's the coolest team. So we get through DNA, you know, we got the high team out there. We get greeted the first time we come, super happy people opening the door for us, saying hi to us, Sonia and Jose, high team, Woohoo! Sonia is my girl also, you guys. My husband is my favorite miracle in a man. Sonia is my favorite miracle in a girl. I love her. So you guys, we have the DNA, we go to DNA, then you find out how our church works, you find out everything that it offers and the culture, and it's super, super awesome. For new people and even us, you know, we can always go and review. Um, so you see how the church flows. You join a team and you start serving. There you go. You're on a team. Kids church. Anybody kids church here? We were in kids church for 14 years. The best team ever, ever on the planet. So we, you join a team. You start serving others. It's a great way to get out of your head. If you're too much in your head, go serve on a team, please. Go serve on a team. Um, we get to choose a connect group that best fits our life. There's mom connect groups. There's women's connect groups. Now there's men connect groups. There's like basketball connect groups. There's all kinds. Mom, uh, homeschool moms, like we've got it all. And then there's prayer every Tuesday. All the events. All the events, you guys. There's so many events, conferences and camps. Like our kids are going to camp back to back, junior high, high school, everything. All the fun stuff. We have amazing events of excellence. It's beautiful. It's never gotten bad, you guys. Over the years, 15 years here, they've only gotten better, I promise. They've only gotten better. We're always like, all right, let's do it again. And then we're like, whoa. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So they're always fun. But I always, I love how my husband says, fun didn't change my life. Honestly, in the world, it's super fun, too. Like, that's honest. There's a bunch of cool stuff to do out there. Fun doesn't change our life. Jesus does. Fun doesn't change our mind. Only the word of God transforms our minds. Right? So friends, all the things I mentioned, that's our community. We do all that, but we can get really busy. Okay? We can think God really blessed me because I'm doing it all. And he does. There's blessing in it for sure. There's blessing in it for sure. But then our life doesn't shift and we begin feeling empty and lost. We're doing the teams, we're doing the prayer Tuesday, we're doing the events, we're doing all the stuff. And then our life is kind of in the same cycle. The thing is we can mistakenly think that serving on a team, 
joining a connect group, leading a team, attending every week is what will change our life. It's all necessary and important, but only the word of God can change your life. Only the word. Romans 2.12. You guys should all know this verse. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. So if we just stay there in the serving, the leading, the connect groups, and the prayer, it just kind of becomes this like machine. You're like just doing the things, right? You're working the program. You're just working the program. It can become a form of religious works. We don't want to fall into religion. We forget Jesus already did it all for us on the cross. It's not by works. It's by faith. Okay? So, you see, friends, we don't let what we do become everything. We make him the focus. If we don't make be the word be our focus, we won't have anything to teach when we share at Connect. If he's not the focus, we're just hanging out. We're just talking like everybody else talks that doesn't carry the Holy Spirit. There's no substance to it. There's no substance to our knowledge. You can be super knowledgeable. You can be super interesting, super eloquent. But there's no substance to it. There's no faith and nothing to impart. So that does not change our life. We won't have anything to offer when we have fellowship and hang out to eat. We'll just have a meal. It's like going to a restaurant, being served by someone, and not having anything that really really feeds our spirit. People don't need our two cents. We all have our two cents. We can all have an opinion about a situation. We can all have advice and good advice. There's a lot of wisdom in this room. But people don't only need our two cents. They need the transformative power of the word of God. They need to know what God says about them, and they need to know what God says about their situation. Um, if we are not in the word and we don't make that our focus, we have nothing to base our prayers on. How many of you know here that you can pray the word of God? When you don't know what to pray, you can get a scripture, you can pray it out. You don't know what to say? You should also have your prayer language. You can pray in tongues. But you can also pray scriptures out, you guys. It's vital. It's alive and active. Remember we read that before? Father God says to remind him of his word. It's like us with our kids. Mom, you said you were going to take me. Mom, you said you were going to buy it for me. Mom, you said they were coming over. Mom, you said you were going to do it. Don't they all do that? Come on, I have five. My still, my married 23-year-old still says that. Mom, you said. So um, reminding him, bringing him in remembrance of his word is, is essential. Reading the word is essential to prayer. Reading the word is essential to prayer. Jensen Franklin wrote, we inhale the word and we exhale prayer. Don't forget that, you guys. We inhale the word and we exhale prayer. How are you praying powerful, effective prayers if you're not reading the word? Tell me how. You're lying. You're lying. If you're not reading the word, you're not praying powerful, effective prayers, you might just be 
praying motivational words from your soul. Which might sound really pretty. It might inspire to some level. But you're not making prophetic proclamations, decrees in the Holy Spirit. You won't be doing that. The Holy Spirit is, in, the, the Bible is inspired by the Holy Spirit. When we speak that word forth over a person, over a situation, over a child, over a job, over a circumstance, it cannot but change. It cannot but change. The word says that every knee shall bow to the name of Jesus. When we pray in the name of Jesus, it will be so. So the word of God reveals identity, you guys. The blueprint for our life is in the word. It reveals identity. We need to know who we are. We're not our title in the team. We're not the role we're doing in church. That's not who we are. That's what we're doing. That's the role that we play in this church, to afford it to others, to serve others. We serve in kids' church. We're a class leader. We're a teacher. We are a service director. We are a ministry coach like that's our title if i'm not a ministry coach tomorrow guess what it doesn't matter because i'm a daughter of the most high king that doesn't matter because i know he just has something else for me to do now we just kind of navigate and move through those things but when we find identity and all of that we're in the wrong we try to hold on to a title because we don't know who we are and the only thing that will reveal who we are is the word um Let's offer those around us, especially Connect leaders. It's Connect Week. I'm really, really speaking to, most, to, to you the most. Let's offer those who come and sit at your table. Let's offer those who come into your couch, into the park, wherever you guys meet. Let's offer those around us the word of God. Not religion. Let's not offer them works. Let's not offer them things, more things for them to do. You guys, religion breeds orphans. Orphans don't know who they are. They don't know where they belong. And they're always seeking to grasp onto something that is not the Lord, that is not their true identity. Let's develop sons and daughters, yeah? Let's develop them by the revelation of the word of God. There's a lot of times where we see people... Um, Stuck in a role, stuck in a, in a title, and performing to fulfill that role. Being extra, whatever, friendly, extra, when, when you can see that it's exhausting. They're worn out. They're burnt out. They just can't anymore because they just, they, it's like they come in here and they put on a hat and they're like, oh, now I got to be the leader. And I got to tell people what to, you know. No. You, we, should, we should work from a place of peace. The Bible says that we are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Seated. Seated is rested. Seated signifies authority. When we work from a place of peace, it doesn't matter what we're doing. It doesn't matter if I'm the leader or if I'm the volunteer. It doesn't. I'm serving God's people in the house of God. Because my father changed my life. Because my Lord gave me the tools. Because others are coming in like I came in and they need what, I, what was given to me. So what I freely received, I freely give. That is what we're supposed to be doing as sons and daughters. So remember that, you guys. Today, I want to have a couple of, um, call a couple of people up to the altar. 
I want to open up the altar for um, two things. One that's super important, um, and this is especially for Connect leaders, new Connect leaders or old, and anybody else who doesn't have it. We want the baptism of the Holy Spirit for you. We want to pray so you can have the gift of tongues. Um, you don't have to leave today without it. If there's some kind of um, conflict in your mind about it, we can help you untangle that. Um, I want to call up the ministry team, please. So we will be praying for the infilling of the Holy Spirit with evidence of tongues, okay? Just really quick, for those of you that don't have the, 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 the prayer language, I want you to know that it's not a prize. It's not a prize that you have to earn. You don't have to be a leader. You don't have to be anything. The Lord has already given it to us. Jesus said, I must ascend. I must go. So the Father can send the promise. The promise of the Holy Spirit. And he will be with you until the end of the days. It's already been given. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to work for it. So just receive it. If that's you, and you don't have your prayer language, I want you to come up. The other set of people that I want to come up, and I want to come down and pray too. The other set of people that I want to come up is those that need to break a religious spirit. The spirit of performance, where you think you have to do and you have to be available, you have to say yes to everything, and you just have to go, ah, and like work for it. That is performance. That is not what we're here about, what we're here for. So we want to break those lies off of your mind. We want to break those lies off of your soul. Somewhere along the lines, you believe that. Somewhere along the lines, you believe the lies. And you know what, guys? We do deliverance every week. Deliverance is really so simple. Deliverance is when the truth becomes established and lies dissipate. That's deliverance. You don't have to be all, you know, demonic and manifest. and You don't. When the truth becomes established, boom, there's a light bulb that goes off. That truth can be established today. I don't have to walk in religion. I'm a son. I'm a daughter of the Most High. It's been given to me. It's been freely given. I receive it. I don't have to work for it. Jesus said it is finished on the cross. He did it for me. That's what we want you guys to understand today. So if everybody can stand, I'm going to do a general prayer while who, those of you who need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit can start coming up. I'll do a general prayer, and then we'll meet you down here in the altar, okay? Don't ever underestimate the power of an altar, you guys. And if those two reasons are not one for you to come up, don't not come up. If there's another need that you have, please, the altar is open. The altar is where there's an exchange. You lay something down and pick something up. It's a place of exchange. So come lay down what is heavy. Come lay down what doesn't serve you right. Come lay down what you don't want to carry into the next season. Okay, not only the religious spirit, the performing spirit, not only to come and get filled in the Holy Spirit with evidence of tongues, but anything else that might be hindering you, anything else that you might feel heavy about, please come up. Our ministers are here to operate under the power of the Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you for your anointing in this room. I thank you, Father, that your spirit ministers to each and every heart, Father God, to help those, Father, to come into a place of conviction, a place of surrender, Father God, 
to receive the giftings that are afforded to us, to release the things that are hindering and don't belong to us, Father God. I thank you for freedom. I thank you, Father God, for your power in this altar. I thank you, Lord God, that everyone that comes up, as hands are laid, Father God, your power is exemplified with signs and wonders following. In the mighty name of Jesus, we praise you, Lord God. Amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.